Welcome to the Social Scholars Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Lynn, and I'm a social media consultant, personal branding strategist, and Elon Musk super fan. Each week, you're going to learn through quick tip episodes, guest expert trainings, and business owner interviews, the perspective, insight, and strategies you need to align your business goals with your marketing efforts and make social media work for you. So let's get to class. Well, hi there. Welcome back to another episode of the Social Scholars Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Lynn, and today we are talking about stories and the power of stories, and I'm going to give you seven types of stories that you can start to weave into your social media strategy, to your workshops, which right now are um, hopefully are virtual, um, but not for long, hopefully, um, presentations, workshops, um, your sales calls, and uh, live videos that you do, your emails. And I have seven types of, of stories to share with you today. And I have to be honest, I recorded this episode um, before this, <laughs> and, I t- and I wanted to open up with a story of my own. Um, I kept getting interrupted and it just kept getting longer and longer every time I started to record it, re-record it. Um, so I have my son downstairs at the moment. Um, I've been joking that my, the iPad and I have been co-parenting because we are, we are practicing social distancing, um, trying to be a hashtag healthy at home. Um, so we've we've spent a lot of time together. Um, I would be lying if I didn't say every day there was some parts of it being frustrating, but also um, it's been really sweet and really fun because we've also had, we also do have really great moments throughout the day too and awesome memories that I'm thankful for and I know that I'm going to have forever. But um, for the sake of recording this episode, and I know you probably have are juggling a couple of things, I really want to keep this Friday episode where it's just you and me hanging out. Um, I want to keep it short and sweet. So I'm not going to reshare that story. Maybe I will, maybe I'll tell it again. It was about my awful, um, my awful start to public speaking and being vocal and visible and just how scary it was. Um, but we're going to get into the, we're just going to go ahead and get into the topic today. Um, and maybe I'll, maybe I'll save that for, for behind the scenes in the, in the, uh, social scholar community Facebook group. But, um, I wanted to talk about storytelling today with you because, um, a lot of times people are asking me, how do I stand out on social media? How do I um, see an ROI on social media? You know, how do I promote myself on social media? And I think all the answers have something to do with being relatable, connecting with your audience, and all of those things you can do through storytelling. Storytelling is incredibly powerful. Um, Our minds don't necessarily work with data, with remembering data and dates and information without the container of a story. So when you when you wrap a story into whatever data or stats that you're 
wanting to share or facts that you're wanting to share, um, your people are going to be able to remember that so much better so much better. They're going to be re- able to remember you so much better. Um, you're going to be relatable because you're probably going to use an example. Your story is somehow probably going to really resonate with them. Um, and if it doesn't, then that's helpful because you know that those people maybe aren't your ideal client. And so it's, it is a way to stand out to the right people. So it's hard to stand out when all of your content is just sharing quick tips, facts, stats, um, pros and cons, how to, and that, that type of thing is, is absolutely helpful. Um, but that's not necessarily unique at this point. There's probably not a lot of information that's you incredibly unique or like profound, um, that somebody hasn't heard before. Um, but the way that you tell it inside that container of your story, your experience, your lesson learned, the twist that you put on it, the examples that you use, you know, um, for me, for example, I'm, you know, if I use an example about something from Sephora trying to convey a point about great marketing, but then there's maybe a, a, a male who has a completely different type of audience trying to make the exact same point, but his examples might have to do with, you know, something sports related. And I know I'm being stereotypical here, but um, when you tell stories, you're able to um, not not, uh, sound repetitive or like everybody else who might be saying the exact same thing, but the way you say it with your stories um, really help you kind of under help people understand what you stand for um and and how you're different and why they should follow you why they should listen to you so um i wanted i wanted to kind of preface it with that and then i also want to say you know when you're telling stories you, you want to be authentic you know I, I know sometimes our memories it's a proven fact that humans don't have the most accurate memories but um, you want to you want to be as authentic and accurate as possible um, because at the end of the day, these stories that you're going to be telling aren't what you'll get from them. It's more about how they're going to serve your people. Um, how will they help others, not just help you necessarily look good? Um, and so, there's really um, one big ingredient that that our stories need to have. And as I share this list here in a second, kind of be thinking about how to infuse this list of stories with this key ingredient. And that key ingredient is emotion. So I've heard this example used multiple, multiple times when conveying this point. Um, But if you ask somebody, what were you doing on 9-11? Everybody will have an answer, right? Almost everybody will have an answer. They'll be able to tell you exactly what they were doing, almost the exact time, who was there, how they felt. But if you ask somebody, well, what were you doing the day before 9-11? Most people can't remember. And it's because there's no emotion attached to the day before. And so it doesn't just have to be a painful emotion, which that does um, that does help kind of fortify that memory, but it also... Um, it also can be a, a, a pleasurable or a fun memory. And so um, 
that's something though that's important to think about having emotion in your story. Okay, so let's get to the seven types of stories. The first type of story is your why story. And this could be your why are you in business? Why did you get started? What pulled you? What was the thing? What was the catalyst that moved you to where you are right now? Your why story might also be for a specific offer or product that you're currently promoting. Um, you know, why why this product? Why this service? And then why are you excited about that specific transformation that you're promising? And also why that um, avenue or, or um, what's the word? Uh, why that specific method for delivering that product or service? So, you know, why a coaching program versus a membership? Why a membership? Why are you offering it as a membership versus a group coaching program? Why is it 30 days versus six months? And so talking about kind of the why behind all of those things can really um, help your audience relate to you, remember you, be engaged with you, feel connected, feel like they understand, um, and, you know, have, have again, some type of container around just the offer. It's not just a coaching program. You got into coaching because XYZ, you're doing this specific 90-day program because this transformation at the end of the coaching program is really important to you because, so, um, it, I think it just really helps people kind of it helps people click. So I love I love the why story. And this is one of those key stories that you'll be able to to take um, to podcast interviews, to your presentations as a guest expert or when you're hosting your own workshops about, you know, kind of in your intro, like, why do you do what you do? So that will continue to evolve. You'll continue to nail it and get better. But that's one of those you definitely want on your story tool belt. Um, the second type of story are your clients success stories. And this is why I'm such a huge fan of rather than getting a testimonial that's just, hey, Sarah was great, loved her, recommend her. Um, I like asking before, during, and after questions so that you're telling a story. So rather than just, hey, what did you enjoy about working with me? It's what was your life before working with me? What did you get out of our time together? And then what has been the result um, what's been the success, the transformation since we've since we've worked together? And then when you're able to tell that story, you're not able, you're not only um, helping yourself look good and having that social proof to back up what you're saying, somebody else is saying it, you're also um, helping other people see what's possible for them. They're able to see themselves in that success story um, because you've painted a picture. They might really resonate with like, oh my gosh, I used to be there too. I used to think that too. I used to do that too. So if you got that result, but that's where you started, maybe it is possible for me. Maybe I could do that. So that those are really powerful. Um, the third type is what if imagine type of stories, you know, imagine if you were debt free, imagine if you made $50,000 a month, imagine if, um, you ran, you met the man of your dreams, (laughs) 
Imagine if you um, were at your healthy goal weight. What would life look like? How would you feel? What would you do? Who would be in your life? What would you know? What would you have? Um, and kind of setting the stage again. It's kind of a, a what's possible type of scenario. But you're you're helping them imagine. It's not just hey. Um, you know, hey, be um, lose fifty pounds. It's imagine if you were able to, you know, run around with your, you know, your kid in the backyard easier. Imagine if you were able to, you know, finally um, get into get get into heart cardio health and run that marathon that's been on your, you know, bucket list for the last twelve years or whatever. How would that feel? And all these things, right? So you want to obviously speak to your ideal client. What's important to them? What are their goals, dreams, hopes? Um, to be able to tell a really powerful, imagined, what if type of story. The fourth type of story is a cautionary story. So this is where. You're maybe sharing a lesson learned, a mistake that you've made that maybe they can avoid, um, or maybe something that you've seen in in the industry or in others that you can not only just say, oh, you know, don't do this, but you, again, wrap it up in a story so that it's more relatable. People can maybe see themselves in that, really catches their attention. It's something that they'll remember, and they understand the message a lot better because it's in that story. It's not just don't do this or watch out for this, be careful of this. It's, hey, let me, let me tell you the story. <laughs> um around that cautionary kind of lesson learned, or this is what happened to me. This is a mistake I made. This is what happened. Um, I don't, I want to, I want you to be able to avoid that. Number five is a teaching story. So where you're sharing something, um, giving a, giving a quick tip, sharing a list of, you know, how to's, um, whatever it might, whatever it might be. Um, this can be a huge opportunity I see on social media is to wrap that type of thing into a story, your personal experience, what you've seen an anecdotal story. Um, another company doing something awesome that you kind of tell us, set up a story around. Um, cause otherwise it's hard to remember all those stats and facts and information that's just there, just a bullet point list versus, and sometimes that works. Sometimes that does work for sure. I'm not, I'm not saying never do that. Um, but just take a look at some of the, the tips and the how to content where you are teaching something, um, whether it's in a live video or in a post or in an email or in a workshop, um, how can you, and wrap, wrap it up in a, in a story that's going to be more memorable. The sixth type of story is an inspirational story. So that might be kind of like we talked about with the, the client testimonial stories. You know, this is what's possible for you. Like get inspired or it could be your own kind of rags to riches stories where it's like, man, I used to really struggle with this. Um, I, you know, sought help. I did this. I read a book. I took a class, whatever you did. Um, and then this is what I, this is where I am now. And like life is so much better now. This is possible. If it's possible for me, it's possible for you. Um, it could be other people's inspiring stories, but that's, that's number six. And then number seven is just your daily stories. Um, people always say, I don't really have anything exciting to tell a story about. Yes, you do. You could make the littlest thing exciting. I mean, it doesn't even have to be exciting, right? It just has to be 
memorable. So um, I always remember this example. There's um, a copywriter, Tarzan Kay, who writes for Amy Porterfield. And she told a story about how she, in one of her emails, talked about her trip to Costco. And she made a point about it. Um, but who would have ever thought a trip to Costco would be worth talking about? Um, so in those day-to-day stories, you can either use them to make a point or you can just use them to um, let people know more about you. And an example of this that I've shared in the past is um, I took a a cycle bar class. I'm obsessed with cycle bar. If you've been following me for any time at all, you know this. Um, I took a cycle bar class on a vacation um, last summer. So it was a, it was a, not my regular studio. And there was like, it was an early class. There was maybe six of us in the studio and the instructor was talking. He kept talking about how small the class was. We have a really small crowd today, not a lot of people. And his energy level was so low. It was so low vibe and it felt like a small class. And I have been in other cycle bar classes at my home studio where sometimes it just happens. It's a small class, Um, but they've treated it like there were 50 people in the class. Their energy was up. They were high vibing. They were um, excited to be there. And uh, those of us on the bikes, even though there was maybe a five, six, seven, eight people in the class, we felt like there could have been 50 people in the class the way the instructor was teaching. And so it was just, um, it was just a matter of your perception, right? And I use that story to tell, to kind of relate back to a point of that's how we treat our social media followers. You know, a lot of us have, we'll say like, oh, we'll step it up. We'll do more. We'll be bigger. We'll play bigger. Um, when we get to 10,000 followers or 5,000 or even a thousand. Um, but what if we were like the, the cycle bar instructor in example two, where they went ahead and acted like there was 50 people in the room, which is a full class and most cycle bar classes. But what if you went ahead and acted like you had 10,000 followers? How would you show up? Would you be more consistent? Would you share more value? Would you connect more? Would you talk about your offers more? Like what would you, how would you act if you had a full house or whatever you considered a lot of followers. Um, and so I use that story to kind of make that analogy. So it was a little bit of a, of a daily story tied into like maybe a, maybe a teaching type of story. Um, and you have those, so you can make an analogy out of it. You can turn it into a teaching moment, or it can simply be a way for us to know more about you. And I think Instagram stories is the best place to share those type of stories. Like, do we care what you had for breakfast? Do we care what you're doing um, <laughs> hour by hour during social distancing? Do we necessarily care what's in your Netflix queue? Do we do we care what you're reading or what type of makeup you use? Um, you know, maybe maybe not. But why all those things do matter is because they allow us to get to know you more to be able to relate to you more because I might also be reading the same book. Um, and I'm like, oh my gosh, we connect on that. I definitely want to keep up with you. This is somebody, this, this is my people or, oh my gosh, you're using that type of skincare lotion or whatever. Um, I got to try that. Like I got to get that too. I trust your judgment. I trust your recommendation. I'm going to go check that out. Um, so it's lots of little stories that you think are insignificant. Ing- insignificant. Oh my gosh, it's getting late. I can't talk. Um, but maybe one by one, maybe, maybe. Um, but as a sum, they are 
all as a, as a whole, they're all so important because that's how we get to know you. And that's how we know that we want to work with you versus Sally or versus John. I want to work with you because I like that you go to Sephora or I want to work with you because I like that you are, you know, you eat, you eat (laughs) plant-based food and have a plant-based diet. Um, when somebody else maybe is doing the exact same thing on social media, but because this person resonates with you and has some similarities to you and you really connect with them, um, you're going to be drawn to them. You're going to want to follow them. You're going to remember that person. So that's the power of telling those little micro stories. Um, wherever you share them, you could, you could absolutely pop in those micro stories to your emails and that sort of thing, or at the beginning of your podcast or, um, all different kinds of places. But those are, even though there's those little small little snippets that no, you don't think anybody care about because maybe you're not tying it back to a super profound teaching lesson. Um, that's still really important. It's a important part of your overall messaging and a definite um, story type of story that you want to have on your story belt. So just to recap, seven kind of stories include, and I'm sure that there's more, but this is what I have. Your why story, either your why for your business or your why for a particular offer um, or why you've created a free workshop or whatever it is you're promoting, the why behind that. Um, Client success stories. Number three, your what if imagine type of stories. Four, cautionary stories five teaching stories, six inspiration stories, and then seven are your daily, um, day-to-day in the life of you type of story. So your assignment this week is going to be to see how you can add in a new type of story into your strategy. Maybe it's, um, Maybe it is developing a strong why story, getting really clear on your why so that when you do show up on a podcast as a as a guest expert, you have that nailed, you have that ready to go. Um, maybe it's um, weaving more stories into some of your how-to content. Um, whatever, where wherever it is you feel like, oh, maybe I, I hadn't thought about that or maybe I'm lacking a little bit in there. Um, see how you can add one of these types of stories, incorporate something new, add in something new to the mix and just kind of see what happens. And uh, if you want to tag me in that post, um, tag me in that video, whatever you do, I'm at sarahlynn.co over on Instagram and then over on Facebook, Sarah Lynn Co. Um, I'd love to, I'd love to see what you're up to. I'd love to hear about that story. I'd love to see how you're using that. So definitely, um, definitely tag me. Let me know what you're up to. Um, with that, one of the things that we do normally in my 90-day mentorship program is develop your key signature stories for this very reason, because of how important storytelling is to stand out, to be memorable, to attract the right people. Um, Because otherwise you're just, you're kind of getting lost in the noise. So storytelling is a very important part of building a personal brand and something that we spend time working on in my regular um, 90 day marketing mentorship. Because of just, you know, life is always uncertain, right? There's never any certainty with anything. However, I know that there's a lot of uncertainty. There's some extra uncertainty right now. And even with myself, like my schedule is 
is very different with having my son at home. Um, the amount of time that I'm actually able to work has definitely been cut back because of just, just, just because, and then, you know, trying to homeschool and that type of thing. I know that a lot of my, my clients and my audience are trying to find a balance, whether they have kids at home or not, like life is just kind of up in the air. So right now through the month of April, anyway, we're just kind of gonna, gonna just do this, see how things, (laughs) see how all this shakes out. Um, I am doing as of today, Uh, I'm calling them quarantine, getting quarantine in the quarantine, um, 90 minute quick sessions. So rather than working together for 90 days where we really get deep and we develop a lot of things, I know people aren't necessarily able to commit that far out. A lot of people aren't, their schedules are all over the place. And so to, including myself, (laughs) um, so to still continue to help and to serve, we're going to, to come up with a 90 day plan, but we're going to, we're going to do it in, in 90 minutes. We're going to go through, um, high level, signature stories, um, really getting clear on your marketing message, how that aligns with your offer, what you are offering, how you're pre-pre-launching it, how you're pre-launching it, how you're launching it, how you're post-launching it. And whether that's that talking about launching, whether that's you like coming out, like, Hey, I am starting this business or, Hey, I'm pivoting to this. Um, or, Hey, here's my new Instagram account or, whatever it might be, it might be something to do. You might be launching yourself, um, or you might be launching a new product or, um, a new digital product that you now have, or you might have, um, you know, just your, your regular product or service that you normally, you typically do. You're ready to put it out there. You know that it can help people. Um, and you're not going to be afraid to, to sell it. Um, because selling is serving people pay attention to what they pay for. And so just as much, just as important it is for you to get paid for the products and the services that you deliver. Um, it's also the benefit to the person that's buying your product to have some skin in the game. So they actually take action. So they use it so a lot of benefits in, into selling, not just giving. There's a place for both. Um, so if you are ready to and thinking this might be a great time to really start to work and, and kind of polish up my personal brand so that I'm ready to start pitching myself to podcasts, so that I'm ready to start developing my my own courses or coaching program or, um, you know, I've been building my brand, but I haven't really put out a, a lot of offers. I'm, I'm maybe ready to, to start. <laughs> to start selling on social more. Um, this this quarantine, getting seen during the quarantine um, might be for you. So reach out to me at hello at sarahlynn.co. Um, or I'm sorry. Oh my gosh, that's my Instagram handle. Email me at hello at sarahlynnco.com or over on Instagram, just send me a DM at sarahlynn.co. Dot co and just say, hey, can you tell me more about getting seen during the quarantine? Um, and I'll send you some additional details on what that is. That's just something I've just recently started talking about. I don't necessarily have a sales page for it um, at the at the moment. I don't know that I I need one right now. My motto, one of my mottos, is let it be easy. Um, so that might just be. It just might make sense for me to share some additional information with you, and then if it makes sense, then to have a, a call, we can do that then. But um, I would love to be a part of your journey to getting 
out there more, to getting your products out there more. So connect with me if that's something you are remotely interested in learning more about, and I'll send you some more details. But either way, have the best weekend. If it feels like a weekend or not, have the best weekend, and I'll see you back here on Monday. 